This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon. We broadcast you out of Jacksonville, Florida. Right here in Jacksonville, Florida, we have, we're have we developing lots and lots of friendships, but you're hearing us all over Tampa Bay. You're hearing us all over the first coast of Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Folkestone, Georgia, and of course, all over the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. But then... After we get podcasted, we're hearing you're hearing us all over the world. We love that you're listening to us, and we're grateful. Martha, tell them how they can connect with us. Tell them about the how they can get that weekly podcast email thing. Okay, so if you go to our website, iworkforhim.com, that's iwork the number four him.com. There we have several ways you can get there, but if you go to our about tab, there is a subscribe button, and if you go and subscribe, you enter some simple information, and you can choose whether to get an email every day after the show podcasts, and you'll get a link and the you get a special little summary. It's like getting um, a love note you. from Jim and Martha every day. It's a love note from Jim and Martha. I'm not sure if that's a selling point or <laughs> no, um, but if you choose the weekly option, you actually get a Friday blog. This comes into your. E, um, inbox at noon on Fridays, and it gives you all of the links for all of the shows for the that have been um, podcast and sent out since the last blog. So you know from Friday to Friday, and um, something Jim that is on your heart, something that shares with people about the nation. Um, I work for him, nation. Whatever it is that God has prompted you to write about, they'll get a little blog on that. And um, then all those links right there that they can click on and listen to the show at their convenience. So for people that don't get um, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, all of those podcasting platforms, this is a simple way to Spotify, get Spotify, the, the latest edition the latest of our podcast. Greatest, That's right. We are now on Spotify. So everywhere we are, I work the number four hymn. So look for us, but on our website, you can subscribe to this email and it'll come to you and um, hopefully it will be an, an encouragement and an inspiration for them to go into the weekend. That's iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com. Where do you go to get introduced to the whole idea behind connecting your faith and your work? I know just the place. About 10 years ago, a good friend of mine told me all about the work of life work leadership and the impact it was making on hundreds of people every year here in Tampa Bay and all over the country. Little did I know I was also launching in Jacksonville. Now, LifeWork Leadership has thousands of alumni in Jacksonville. There's a new class of LifeWork leaders starting every fall. We love LifeWork Leadership because it challenges people at every rank in an organization to live out their faith in their work. Now, unfortunately, it's not available in our Tampa Bay audience area anymore, but you can always drive to Jacksonville for one day a month. Not just the head leaders of organizations get to benefit from this, but people in every level of an organization. You can see if you, you can live out, you can learn to live out your faith in your work, and it becomes your life work. Tammy McClafferty, she's the executive director of Life Work Leadership here on the First Coast. That's Jacksonville, St. Augustine, for you other worlders. Tammy's back here today with a few friends to tell us all about Life Work Leadership. Welcome back, Tammy. You don't have control of the show today, but we are <laughs> grateful for the many times you and Leah have hosted shows for us. Thank you, Tammy McClafferty, for being here. Thank you for having me. It's always good to be back. <laughs> it's fun to be back on the I Work For Him Nation. So. That's right. That's right. Okay. So start start with just a little bit about life work leadership. Well, actually, let's, let's go personal for a second. 
tell us how you've seen the Lord moving in your home life this year, because you're so busy all year long with life leadership, except maybe during the summertime. How do you see God working? You got teenagers, right? I do. I have three kids. Bailey is 17, Creed is 15, and Cannon is 12. So three very busy kids. Yeah, that would be very busy. And, and, and yeah, okay. I won't even go into how complicated teenage girls are, but okay. <laughs> okay. So talk about your, your ministry at home because that's your, that's your number one ministry. Your number one mission field of ministry is your home behind, beyond your husband, him being your number one priority under God. Talk to us about that ministry at home. What's going on there? How are you seeing the Lord work there? You know, it's been a good year. It's always a good year. God is always good. Um, Personally, I graduated in December and earned my doctorate in organizational leadership. So like it introduced you to Dr. Tammy McClafferty. I did, which has been Sorry a five-year journey. Um, and to see it come to fruition has been amazing. Um, I get to actually go out and walk and graduate and wear my little hood in Yay. April. So that's exciting. Uh, but interestingly, my dissertation for that doctorate was on being a working mom. And so it has been such a part of who I am, figuring out what life looks like as a working mom, um, as a believer, um, as you know, God first, my husband, my kids, and my job. Like to be able to balance those and do them all well um, was such a part of who I am that that's what drove me to the dissertation, mm-hmm. which was looking at that particular demographic and. Um, you know, we all know God is so good and the enemy is so real. And so when mm-hmm. you pick a topic like, I'm going to investigate and write a dissertation on working moms and how to balance that, what do you think the enemy is going to do? He that is going to attack you. Working moms Liar. who are Jesus followers or just working moms? Uh, this specifically looked at working moms, Jesus followers, because we specifically, when I narrowed down the dissertation topic, it looked at the church and how the church does or does not help that particular demographic. So for me, it started back to when I decided to remain a working mom, I really felt guilty about that choice. The like, whole you Wonder know, Woman complex. As a Christian, I should have just stayed at home with my kids and been a stay-at-home mom. And that was a more godly choice, or so I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it had to go all the way back to figure out why did I feel like that? Was it from God's word? Was it scriptural? Was it biblical? Or did I really get that from within the walls of my church growing up? So when I did kind of a deep dive, I realized that that really came from the walls of the church kind of taught me that whether they meant to or didn't mean to, I got that from the church. Mm -hmm. And when I lined that up with scripture, it didn't line up for me. And so then I had to go back and say, no, wait a minute. You know, I'm not positive. I learned this correctly. And so I struggled with years and years of guilt that I think I could have alleviated had the church done a better job you know, promoting the fact that I was working. I mean, you know, you know, the stories, the, oh, the Debra's and the Lydia's and yeah, the, absolutely. you know, I said, I never, ever once in all my life heard a message from the pulpit about Deborah as the CEO of her tent company. She killed it. I mean, gosh, that would have freed me up so much in my life and in my choices. And, and Lydia was been. famous for, for was, her kingdom minded business that not only sold great fabrics, but she was a huge supporter of the she mission field. She was one field. of the it's first churches in her home because she could do it because right. she had the resources to do right. it. And then, you know, the women that gave out of their earnings, it says, to Paul's ministry. Like, they earned that money and they gave from that. And, you know, so it just, anyways, that led me down a whole trail. But all that to say, that's been such a part of my life is how to be a working mom mm-hmm. as a believer and to do it well. 
Um, we're going to come back to that in the, in the next segment because we've got to talk about this whole dissertation thing because I had forgotten you were working on that, <laughs> Dr. Like, that's Tammy a whole show. <laughs> it, is a whole, it is a whole show, but I'm thinking there's some real, there's some deep, deep, deep stuff in there. But you, you are the executive director right now. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be the, in charge of the entire country one day, but <laughs> lifeworkleadershipjacks.org, lifeworkleadershipjacks.org. Just give a quick plug for it, and then I want you to introduce our guest for today. Yeah, Lifework Leadership. It is a eight-month journey that we take people on here in the first coast that helps them really bring their work and their faith in greater conjunction. So we're looking for business leaders, professionals here on the first coast who really want to be able to make their job, what they're currently doing, their full-time ministry is under the Lord to have big kingdom impact. And so their business tree, their business tree. Oh, I like that. But I'm bomb. Good. All that credit goes to Chuck Proudfit out of Cincinnati. He's the one that came up with that word, but that fits. I love it. It's a business as ministry. Why don't you introduce our two guests for today? So today I have with you two of um, our LifeWork alum, and I'll let them tell you what years, because I don't remember what year. I know Nathan was last year. He was in my first year. Um, but they have such an interesting story, and, and you had asked for us to bring some people on that kind of shared how life work has been a part of what they're doing and how they are using their work as their ministry. And so today we have with us Edmund Williams and Nathan Cardle, both LifeWork alum, um, who have kind of joined forces to take the city by storm. I love that. Nathan and Edmund, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. All right, so let's just really quick, because we've only got a minute left in this segment, let's just talk about, well, we'll just go with you, Edmund, first. How did you become a Jesus follower? Um, started um, actually right when I got ready to finish college. I was pursuing a degree in finance and banking, and I wanted a degree in finance and banking because I want to learn how to make money and how to keep it. I had one class go to get my degree in finance and banking, so the desire to be rich was my God, if you will. Sure. And um, the first part, early part of 1986 is when I submitted my life to Christ, and I graduated that December. Wow, God rescued you so that you didn't screw up your life with just pursuing money. He actually gave you a real God to worship. Absolutely. Tammy, you have an event coming up that we want to let our listeners know about, especially um, in the Florida area where they could maybe come over. So tell us about what you have coming up. Yeah, so LifeWork every year um, coordinates with Park Foundation, which is where we're meeting today. And we bring to you a one-day leadership seminar. It's called LeaderCast. It's LeaderCast Live. So it's broadcast live from Atlanta. So it's like a simulcast. Mm -hmm. And there's different locations all around the world. We host the Jacksonville location here. Uh, So that is on May 10th. It's a Friday. It's all day. It's from like 8 in the morning till about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. typically. And there are approximately 10 to 15 different world-renowned speakers that we bring to you, as well as we bring in some local speakers. Um, So breakfast, lunch. This year, we're hosting it at Florida Blue, the conference center, which is, I had never been. So for those of you here in the city, it is just a little piece of heaven tucked back in the Florida Blue. It's our insurance dollars hard at work. Oh my goodness. It's beautiful. (laughs) They do a great job. So we are hosting it there. Um, The really cool thing about LeaderCast is it's, um, last year we had over 500 people attend. So it's a huge one day event where um, a lot of organizations in this city will buy a whole table for their leaders and their you know employees and um, just come kind of as an all day event for their staff. Right. But we also partner with Duval County Schools. And so this year um, they're allowing us to bring 120 emerging leaders 
from five of the inner city Duval County schools, the school's willing to bus them there. And these 120 students who are all handpicked by the administration and by teachers as emerging leaders get to be part of the day. Wow. And so it is just a really, really spectacular one day leadership training event. Um, you know, here in the city and, uh, you can go on LifeWork Leadership, lifeworkleadershipjacks.org and we have a link to LeaderCast or you can just go to leadercastjacks.org and buy your tickets there. You can see the speakers, all that kind of stuff. May 10th. Tammy, you invited to join us today, Edmund Williams and Nathan McArdle. They met as because of LifeWork Leadership. Correct. How often do businesses form because of people meeting at a LifeWork Leadership class? Often. Um, they've got such a great story. I can't wait to hear, but when you asked to do this, it really, I could go through most of our alumni and I could probably bring in every single LifeWork mm-hmm. alumni that has a story about LifeWork. It may be that they meet somebody that they started business with. It could be a friendship that's emerged. It could be just recently. We had a LifeWork alumni who stepped up to help another alumni, um, with some financial things that they needed and just out of the blue stepped up and donated and helped. And, you know, just those relationships and the networking that comes out of life work is unbelievable. Edmund Williams, Nathan McArdle, welcome back. Appreciate you guys sticking around with us today. Uh, Nathan, you get a chance. You didn't get a chance to talk. How did you become a follower of Jesus? I grew up in a Christian family. And so as a, I think, a four-year-old, my sister, who was three years older than me, led me to Christ. So I grew up in the church um and then but really kind of fell into a trap of um having come out of about 10 years living below the poverty line just making money and just I was a corporate executive financial executive and uh and that's where um where I found myself kind of in that trap but I I met Christ at a very young age so you guys both had that trap in your lives where you both thought that money was going to solve your problems Yes. <laughs> How does that make good partners in a business? <laughs> well, that was a question. So yeah. how does it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it really was. Seriously. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you deal? I mean, that was, that's, so that's both uh, a, um, an attack point for the enemy, for both of you, mm-hmm. because the enemy had that in both your lives. I, I think, Jim, at least um, from my perspective, I think because Nathan and I both have been down that path, we know the... Um, the tricks of the enemy, and not that we've uh, got it down pat, but certainly having had the experience, we can see those signs and we can look at each other, if you will, and say, hey, th- this is why I need to hold you accountable because mm-hmm. I know what this feels like. I've been here before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's good that you have each other to be able to hold each other accountable. Uh, uh, so let's talk about your story. Um, you both went through life leadership at, d- at different times. When, what, how long ago did you go through? I went through the 2010-2011 class. Okay, so a few years ago. And, Nathan, you just went through. Just last year. All right, but how did you guys meet then? Because you didn't go through the same class. So I guess I'll pick that one up, Edmund. I had, um, God had been stirring me up for a while, several years, of, uh, that there was a change coming, and I was getting feeling uncomfortable about, being in the corporate world and just felt like I was living to make a paycheck and I wasn't really serving him, but I didn't know what to do. And so God finally got my attention. He gave me a, um, a second heart attack and I had had, sorry, hitting the table. And I, <laughs> I had, um, so I, I You've had two I, heart attacks. I had a heart attack when I was 29 and apparently I didn't get the message completely went under so you know god's story but wow. gave me a second chance of life but i apparently didn't get 
the lesson I was supposed to get. So I had another one. <laughs> um, and, I, and I put my hands up in the air and I said, okay, God, that's it. I'm done living for myself. What What do you want me to do? I, I know I need to do something else, but I don't know what it is. So what do you want me to do? And that week, Deb and Randy Drew from Park Foundation, which is where we are today, sat me down and said, hey, Nathan, this might be a little out of left field, but have you ever heard of something called LifeWork Leadership? And I said, no. And they said, well, this is what LifeWork is, and it exists to help people figure out how to, uh, how to infuse their faith into their workplace and break down those barriers. And I just said, okay, well, that's where I'm supposed to go, right? So that's we got him, perfect. what, a week after the heart attack? Yeah, or, like, I just, just rolled, rolled, stra- <laughs> just you know, came right just rolled straight in. <laughs> and the second, uh, the second day I was there, I ended up sitting right, literally right next to Edmund Williams, uh, who you're, was you're back, back as a table refresher? coach. Oh, you're, okay, you, know, you were there for a refresher and you're a table coach. Yeah, it's like I was a table coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Table coach is basically someone who's already gone on the journey and volunteered the time to sit at the table and help um, work the individuals at the table to move along with the program, the curriculum, and to be there to assist and make sure you kind of get the team to move in the right direction, if you yeah. will. All right. So you're, you're like herding cats then. Just get them all going right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and building a relationship with them because you've gone on the journey and you're there to help mentor them through the process as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nathan, you sit down at Edmund's table mm-hmm. your first day at LifeWork Leadership. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there was a, a sense that there was a greater purpose that we were sitting next to each other, that neither one of us knew what that was at that point in time, but we knew that, we were, that there was something bigger at play. Mm-hmm. And so we, we decided that day we were going to get together uh, for lunch or outside of it, Took us about a month to yep. uh, a month to do that, but that's that was the initial. Wait a minute, there's something here. I feel like a matchmaker <laughs> sitting here. I'm like, oh, like I matched them up. Obviously, I didn't. Yeah, God yeah. did, but I'm, yeah. I'm sitting back listening. I'm like, oh, that is so great. So, so for the sake of our listeners, how did you? Uh, what was this sense of that there was some greater purpose? Did you did you find that you had something in common, or was it really just a? a Something from the Lord saying, hey, there's more here. Hello, pay attention. It was just really the working of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, I knew what was happening to me. I didn't know what was happening to Nathan. As he stated, a month later, we got together during the week of Thanksgiving of 2017. We sat down and met. Well, before going to the meeting, I was working on another business deal, real estate deal. And I said, I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, you need to bring this to Nathan's attention. And I did, and uh, unbeknown to me, he was transitioning from his corporate job, and he was trying to figure out what's next. So he was open when I wouldn't expect that to happen. So you've got a background in real estate development, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. But um, uh, Nathan, what's your background? Uh, Finance. finance. So I was corporate senior financial So real estate development and finance, yet the business you run today is an air conditioning company. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Environmental Air Conditioning Services, EACJAX.com, EACJAX.com. Why don't you talk about how the rest of this story came along? So uh, how come Edmund keeps making you talk? Because... he tells this story best to open it up, then I come behind and clean okay, it. Okay, they have you're a the, plan. You're <laughs> adding, you're Let adding them do their little plan. color to the story. Yep. I got it. Okay. I had, so we, we, over the course of the year, we've, we have been working on some, some real estate deals taken forward from, um, from the time frame when we met. But it became clear that there was a foundational layer 
missing. And right around the time we came to that realization, a someone brought EAC to our to our desk. And what jumped out at uh, off the page to us was that the company had been built on Kingdom principles. So it was about 17 years old. Um, had grown to be a large, successful company with no advertising because they're obsessive about taking care of their customers. Or they take, take care of their employees, and they truly do things the way that if God ran a business, that that's how we, how we'd want to do it. And and so that that jumped off the page. And then what jumped into my mind as soon as I saw that was Edmund's face when he was just telling stories one day, uh, and he told the story what didn't make any sense in his career. But he had a little stint when he'd been a general manager at an air conditioning company, which, again, didn't make any sense until now because God has a bigger play at mine. But he, he told me that was the most fun he'd ever had professionally. We're on location in Jacksonville, Florida today, courtesy of Tammy McLafferty at LifeWork Leadership. Check, check him out online, lifeworkleadershipjacks.org, lifeworkleadershipjacks.org. I just introduced her wrong again. It's Dr. Tammy McLafferty. <laughs> I can't believe you finally got it done. What, how you raised three kids? You got your doctorate. You've launched LifeWork Leadership Jacksonville. You got you've grown it huge here. Well, I mean, you didn't launch it, but you've taken it over. All of this at the same time. And and, and do, do you still know your husband by first name? I do thank goodness God has got. I I couldn't have done it without a great husband. Super supportive. He had gone through and got his doctorate first, so I think he knew what I was about oh, to embark so on. Only so fair. he was very good that he was like, "Listen, You're I know what this children. next couple years is going to be like." <laughs> You're poor kids. <laughs> could could one of you two just stay home for a couple I days, know, please? All right, nope. Life Work Leadership Jacks. You've got Leader Cast coming up on May Correct. the tenth, right? Correct, May the tenth. 8 o'clock in the morning till 4 in the afternoon at the Florida Blue Conference Center. It's an all-day leadership training, um, you know, for all all leaders here in the city. And are the speakers that are speaking, are they all Jesus-following speakers that are talking about leadership? No, they are not, actually. So LeaderCast is not necessarily a faith-based leadership training. Okay. However, it is hosted by... North Point, isn't it? No. Nope. Andy Stanley? Group? Andy Stanley. Thank yeah, you. That's yes. North I was blanking okay, for a Andy minute. Um, okay. So he is the keynote speaker. So, so obviously there is some the underlying then. faith right. principles in it. Okay. However, not all the speakers are faith based, and that's not necessarily what this particular day is about. It truly is just about leadership. Okay. Um, we actually use it at LifeWork as a evangelistic tool. Like this is one of those where we tell our life workers, this is when you go back and get your maybe non-believing coworker and bring them to a leadership training all day. Um, because the, the roots, the underlying messages of the day are still faith-based, but it's a, it's kind of a tool we use. So lifeworkleadershipjacks.org. People could, uh, is it too late for somebody to join right now? It's too late to join this year. Um, we only have April and May left in this session. The next journey will kick off in October of next year. So it is a little late to join this year. But, but you could be a guest, correct? Correct. Thank you very much. You can't. We have one session left. So our April 4th session, um, we're actually meeting at Crosswater Community Church in Nocatee. Um, you can go on the website. There's a place you to like, send reach send buses us. down there to do that or what? No, we could, huh? <laughs> have enough. That's like far Not away, isn't it? On the other side of the city, it's out there in the, uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, but no, so you can go on and let us know you're coming. We want to make sure we have room for you, um, but you can visit us April 4th, the last time you can visit this year to check us out before you enroll for the next year. So journey. if somebody signs up for the eight month journey, uh, how much does it, uh, um, how much other time do they give up? Is it a three and a half hour deal for now? I mean, how 
It's a one day a month. Okay. It's the first Thursday of every month, okay. typically. Um, and we meet from 7.30 in the morning until about 12.30 in the afternoon. We okay. provide breakfast, except the <clears throat> retreat. So we do a two-day retreat to launch it in October. That's a two-day session. Got it. Um, but after that, it's a one-half-day session. All right. You brought with us today, you brought Nathan McArdle and Edmund Williams to share some of their story, Tammy, of how LifeWork Leadership really merged their lives together. And I appreciate it. And guys, I, I, I interrupted in the middle of your story, Nathan, as you were sharing, but that's what, actually you were getting ready to hand it off to Edmund. But why don't you just, so you, you come together, you've identified, you, uh, Edmund's got real estate development background. You've got finance background. Edmund previously had managed an air conditioning business, service business before. You have an opportunity to do what? So the opportunity for us is to uh, to purchase an air conditioning company at that point. Why in time. would you do it? Why? You just look at <laughs> you glutton for punishment. I mean, air conditioning in Florida is like putting out fires. <laughs> we really believe that um, that God was calling us into the marketplace. So okay. so the 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 message that that you teach on uh, I work for Him Nation. The message that that Tammy is leading through LifeWork Leadership. That is what God had placed on our hearts is to is to again not live for ourselves but live for Him in the marketplace and that um, so he, we felt He brought this to us and that this was our mission to take it and and, and then also as, as Nathan mentioned earlier the the previous owner had built this company with kingdom principles okay so it was already launched that way it was but. Not intentional because the owner is not one that is a faith follower in terms of sharing his faith. He just built it on some solid principles. Well, because all kingdom truth is truth and it applies everywhere. Yep. Okay, so you guys decide to take over this business. That's a big money push. I mean, how many employees did it have when you guys took it over? About 25. Mm-hmm. 25. So it's no small business takeover here. No, not at all. Um, it, it, it was a leap, leap of faith. Um, even with that, is that. The, the owner was very protective of his employees, and we had to step out in faith because we couldn't meet any of the employees until the, after the closing. Oh, <laughs> even with an NDA, he wouldn't let you meet the employees, huh? No. Right, yeah. Wow, that it, was a big step of faith. It, it, absolutely, and there was some that told us, you don't want to do this, too risky, and Nathan and I had met the owner several times, uh, the seller seller several times, and we felt at peace that this is something that God wanted us to do. Wow. You know, and that's one of the the things that um, I love talking about on our show like this is for our listeners to hear that, you know, you have really good business sense, you have great backgrounds, but yet there is an element, I shouldn't even say but yet, but yet in our world, we don't think about that element of faith playing such a huge role because you had peace about it. You knew that this is what your next steps would be, even though the world may say you're crazy Mm. to do it in this order or without knowing some of those things that, you know, most people would want to know. So how did your um, time at LifeWork Leadership help you to have some good um, background to make some of those faith decisions that maybe you weren't um, weren't formed in any other way? You know, Martha, that's a great question, because initially we thought we was going to um, bring on some investors. And one of the investors we went to was a guy that was a um, in the first class of life leadership, hmm. um, and um, was going to ask him to invest. And when he after he signed the NDA to uh, look at the company, first thing he did he called the spec and said, "Wait a minute, I know this company. 
I've been a customer of this company for the last 12 years. Ah, wow. And he said, yeah, yeah way. And so basically this guy came back and said, hey, you couldn't be buying a better company mm. in this space. He said, this guy uh, has done a great job. He's, he was very familiar with the senior leadership of the company. He was very familiar with the delivery of the product and the service that we provide, not just to his corporate business. This guy's company did $200 million last year. So he has a large um, office for his um, business, and then also for his residents, as well as his partner's business as well. Hmm. So he basically said, you guys are on a great path, and if you can take down this company, you, you're going to be doing a great thing. So he said, you don't need my help, just do it, huh? Well, by God's grace, we, we eventually realized that it was not going to our advantage to bring on investors. So God worked it out where we was able to purchase this business without any investors. Okay, so how long ago did you guys buy out and start running on a day-to-day basis environmental air conditioning services? EACJAX.com. If you're looking for a great local air conditioning specialist, EACJAX.com. You know, Jim, show you how God worked. You talked about when Nathan and I got together in November of 2017, that week of the Thanksgiving break. That's when we kind of began to see, okay, something's going on here. A year later, the week of Thanksgiving 2018, we closed on this company. (laughs) And it was almost like God said, see, I knew back then what you guys were going to be doing. But we still felt as if God wanted us. It was more than just a business. And, you know, you talked about Nathan and I having – a background in finance and banking, what have you. I would say to you, Martha, that just this morning, Nathan, I was talking about even though we have those skill set, we still sense that God is saying, I want you to use it. Don't just put it on the shelf somewhere. somewhere. You still want to use those skills that I gave you, those skills that you applied in, in the marketplace, but I need you to walk in faith. No different than Joseph as God used Joseph to right. uh, manage the resources. So you said that the, the guy you bought it from set it up with really using kingdom principles, yet there wasn't a kingdom intentionality being lived out. So how have you? How are you turning this business into a business tree? What are you doing? Well, I, I would tell you this right here. The, the, the first day we got a chance to meet with all the employees one-on-one, and in doing so, Nathan and I just shared our faith to simply say that our commitment to each other is God first, our wives, and then our family, and then this business. And for these individuals, you know, in the AC business, it can be very um, production-driven. And God just let Nathan and I know that, no, you're not going to run this company like that. The same standard you have for yourselves, you should give this opportunity to the employees. And so the employees immediately saw the first day meeting with us one-on-one who we were and what we stand for. And we got a chance to say, are there things happening in your life that you need prayer for? Mm-hmm. And we got a chance to pray with some of these individuals. And so mm-hmm. here we are 90 days, or maybe 100 days later, we've gotten a chance to see how much impact they have had in certain individual lives. Yeah. Nathan, give, give us some perspective on what are some of those operational changes you've made that have allowed you to, I mean, you've got 25 employees you and Edmund are, I mean, where are you guys going to continue to get encouragement to live out your faith as you lead this company? And what are some of those operational changes that you're making? You know, we, um, we feel really beyond blessed that, that uh, I, I don't have a natural brother. Uh, Edmund does not either. And he's brought us together as brothers to do this. Mm-hmm. And reflecting the other day on how amazing it is to 
not be off trying to do this on our own, but to have a brother to go through this with. So, well, so if you say your brother, does that mean you guys argue then too? Uh, you know, we haven't had those challenges, to be honest with you. And just check because all brothers argue. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for it. We're waiting for it. It'll, it'll come eventually. <laughs> all right, I interrupted. But, but I no, that's fine. But we, but so, so we, so, so, um, you know, ironing, sharpening iron uh, makes a really big difference that we're able to be in there together. And then, um, and we continue to support and engage with, uh, with life work. And that obviously is very fundamental. And so many relationships that come through life. Because like Tammy said, um, the connections that you make with people of all different companies and ventures, it's it's mind-numbing how much of that comes to bear. And I can think of so many that just in this venture that we were on, just beyond Edmund myself, so many people and companies and life work that we've been able to uh, coordinate with and encourage each other. Tammy, you've got a couple of you got a big event coming up in May. Tell us about it really quick. May tenth, Leadercast Live. Um, it is a live all day leadership training simulcast from Atlanta. Um, tickets are ninety dollars right now for a ticket. In a couple of days, they are actually going up to a hundred dollars. So if you are thinking about it, um, make sure you go to www.jacksleadercast.com, which I apparently said that wrong in the last segment. So make sure I say it correctly this time. Jacksleadercast.com. But they can't go wrong if they go to your website, that, lifeworkleadershipjacks.org. That's, right. that's, right. that's the easiest way to go. Either way, you'll find us. Um, get your tickets now before they go up. May 10th, 8 to 4, Florida Blue Conference Center. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay. Now, if somebody is thinking about joining LifeWork Leadership in the fall, they can come check you out in April or May just to kind of get a taste. April. April. May just is April. graduation. He so wasn't it's just now. See there? May is graduation just for this year's class. Gets to have a big celebration dinner where they bring their family in to honor right. what they're doing. So, but this timing is perfect. They it can, is. They they can, can connect with you about maybe That's checking right. out the April one. April one, we take visitors. You can come to one session, check it out. Make sure you want to be part of it. See what it is. Um, and then you can enroll for the fall class, which starts in October. LifeworkLeadershipJacks.org, LifeworkLeadershipJacks.org. All right. Tammy's two guests today are Edmund Williams and Nathan McArdle. They've bought this business. They, they met in LifeWork Leadership, and they bought this business, Environmental Air Conditioning Services, EACJacks.com, EACJacks.com. Okay. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, but you know, I know that you are doing air conditioning services, but off the air you said you had a niche. What is that niche, Edmund? Sure. Um, the the seller of this company um, had begun to realize that there was a better way to do uh, air conditioning services. And in doing, well, you have to just put a bubble over Florida and everything was air conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, it's just that um, it, it's what we call the cookie cutter approach. A lot of the companies use uh, what they call duck board, which is basically a material that um, is is problematic to mold issues if you mm. will especially here in uh with humidity here in the uh in, in the in the florida market so this guy began to use somewhat of an application that's used oftentimes in the commercial space by using um the airflow system that many folks use in the, in the commercial space he brought that process to residential and so in doing so many of your high-end homes about 80 percent uh, of the market here in Jacksonville, rather you if you're on the beach, on the intercoast, or on the river, 
if you built a multi-million dollar home within the last 17 years or you changed out your system in the last 17 years, there's an 80, 85 percent chance that you're one of our customers. And so this guy built the niche. Individuals start talking about it word of mouth. As Nathan mentioned earlier, this guy was only spending maybe $1,000 a month, I mean $1,000 a year for advertising. That was in the Yellow Pages. So this business have grown over the years by word of mouth because he found a great solution and wow. brought it to the market. And obviously did it with excellence. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the, the team he's put together is an awesome team. So, you know, we talk about walking in faith. We did not know that the caliber of the employees um, that's with this company were the kind of people that they are. The other one other thing that he did that was really important is he set up a structure where the service technicians are not commissioned on selling things yep. to people because that's what you'll find in the industry sure. is even names you think you could trust um, – their guys get commissioned to sell you things that sometimes you don't really need, and there's a lot of horror stories out there. So that's something that <laughs> this like, company's not done. You mean like the one day that we were told our whole air compressor was done, we needed a whole new system on a Friday, we'd have to wait till Monday, and I called a different company that came in and fixed it for 300 bucks. Exactly. That kind of thing? Exactly. <laughs> well, you, well, you know, Jim, you talk about I had some previous experience, um, and, and, and that's something I learned back then is that the lack of integrity – um, in the industry, and I saw that. And so when we looked at this company on paper, we saw that this was probably a company that have not been doing that. So we also wanted to hear, you talked about these high caliber of employees that you have. How are you, what are some ways that you are pastoring them? Do you see yourself in that role, and how are you yeah, addressing it? Great question, Martha. Um, we had one key employee that, because of change, he thought that maybe he, he needed to just – and he was, and we recognized this guy was on burnout mode. Mm-hmm. He had been with the company since he was 17 um, from day one. Um, and basically, this guy came to us and said, hey, guys, I have bad news. I'm going to be going somewhere else. And, and we said, well, why are you leaving? And basically, he said, hey, I, I need to spend more time with my family. So we came back and countered. Um, this guy had signed an agreement to go somewhere else. And, and we countered and told him, well, we don't think that there will be another company that's going to be as committed to your family as we are. And at the end of the day, he went home and talked to his wife, and he said, this is the place I need to stay. Wow. And so we get a chance to do that. And then even when we was talking about having others to mentor us, um, the gentleman I mentioned earlier that said he used his company, he was um, he and his business partner have been in business for 35 years, and he's a faithful um, follower. Mm-hmm. And he basically made a commitment with, to Nathan and I and his business partner to mentor us, to say, hey, guys, I, we've been business partner for 35 years and we bought Christ to the marketplace and we're doing pretty well. Company did over 200 million. So we want to mentor you guys in this process as well. And you'd be crazy to say no. Oh, we definitely <laughs> said yes. <laughs> so, so in this whole process, getting to know each other, being through life work leadership, um, purchasing a business together, becoming business partners, gaining all these employees. What has God done that surprised you or what surprises have you experienced along the way that we can learn from? I think one of the the things that surprised me is looking at, at how far ahead of us God is. And, and there's so many layers that, that we don't think of. I mean, it, it's ironic that that God brought us back to the brought us to this space given Ed Edmund's background, but um, but the other thing that, that's really stood out is, and we don't make race um, a primary issue, but I have no doubt in my mind that God brought 
a white man and a black man together in this capacity. I'm like? No, I, I oh, I'm, yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me just point out, let me just point out, on this show we talk about this all the time, race is not an issue because we all track back to yeah, Noah yeah, absolutely. and his wife and their mm-hmm. three sons. We're all the same race. We have different ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. and we have different pigment shades, yeah. but we all trace mm-hmm. back to three kids Amen. and their Amen. wives. But culture but what, makes a race. What we have found is that in Jacksonville, race is still a big issue. Yeah. Um, per, you know, whether, obviously it shouldn't be, but, but it is. And so, that's one of the layers that God's brought to the table here that, that he's going to use in a significant Excellent. way. But that's one of the really cool things. Yeah, and, and I definitely have to agree with that. And, um, you know, you talk about what hell we brought to this company. I think the biggest thing we brought to the company from day one, we told these employees that Nathan and I are brothers. And we had one key employee that asked the question, is, what do you mean by that? Hmm. What do you mean that y'all are brothers? Well, Nathan and I are in covenant with each other. It's way beyond this business. Mm. Uh, I'm committed to his family. If anything happened, if I got a call from his wife in the middle of the night and say something happened to Nathan, he's no longer here. Heart attack number three. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be there with my wife's support. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever commitment he's made to his family, I'm going to make sure that's going to be taken care of and vice versa with him to me and my wife, Michelle. And so our employees have seen that, not just by word, but they also have seen us uh, live that out and walk that out oh, so much so they, they they have thought that we've been together for more years than we have mm-hmm. been together. I can't wait to hear year two and year mm-hmm. three how that's mm-hmm. developed. Really quick, talk to me about, you know, as you're growing this business, you're, you know, you, you obviously you, 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 lots of exciting things going on. How are you protecting your marriages from the business? You first, Edmund. Great, uh, great question. Even this past weekend, I uh, had to go and um, pick up my wife and bring her back here from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, our daughter gave birth to our number 15th uh, grandchild. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Go for a world record. Out of a blended family of, of, of six kids. With that being said, um, Thursday, I knew that, okay, I'm, I had planned on coming in half a day Friday. Nathan looked at me and said, hey, man, sound like you still got things you need to do at the house to get the house right when Michelle comes back home. Don't worry about coming to work. Mm-hmm. And I felt a sense of freedom to do that, and vice versa. I think Nathan would say the same, that uh, he feels the same. Talk about how you're protecting your marriage from your work. You know, it, and I don't have this all figured out. This part of the journey that I'm on, <laughs> so I just want to be really what? clear about that. Bad um, news for you. But, Still be saying that 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah, yep, true. But, you know, because it's been very busy, obviously, because um, right. it's, it's been fairly recent. But... Um, you know what? In addition to Edmund and I being able to give each other space when we need to, to be able to take care of, I'm trying to be intentional. And I'm came to the realization I need to carve off several hours. Yeah, you know, I'm like on Wednesday. I'm carving off time mm-hmm. so I can have dedicated time to have lunch with with her and Good. some time away from the kids just to spend time together. Is one of the shout out to your brides for putting up with you two. That's for oh, sure. Oh, amen. <laughs> that's and that's awesome. And congratulations on number fifteen grandchild, Nathan McArdle and Edmund. Williams, thank you very much for being on I Work Room today. I almost said Edmund. It really should be Edmund Michael Williams. Yes. That's go. right. Thank you guys for being on here. Thank you. Today. Thank you for having us. Tammy McLafferty, nice job once again bringing Thanks. in phenomenal LifeWork leadership people. We just love you and LifeWork leadership. Thanks. All right, we'll do that, and we're gonna and we're gonna do a show about this this whole doctoral dissertation <laughs> thing. Dr. Tammy McLafferty, thanks for hosting us here today. All right, you've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. You know, I forgot to plug, lifeworkleadershipjacks.org. You know what? I just think we just everybody just needs to be able to say this together. I, I work, work for him. him.